Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Well, welcome to the BDPAI Radio Show. This evening, it's Tuesday, October 28th. 2014. I'm Fran McNeil, your host, and joining me this evening, the fourth Tuesday of the month, is Ronald Story. And moving forward throughout the rest of the year, Ron will be the co-host of the BDPAI radio show on the fourth Tuesday of every month. And then on the second Tuesday of every month, our co-host will be Timothy Butts. So welcome again to the show. In the studio with us right now is our first guest, Tanji Zimmerman. She is a mobile application showcase program manager for her national BDPA. And she will be interviewed tonight by our very own co-host, Ron Story. So, Tanji, welcome to BDPA iRadio. How are you this evening? I'm great, Fran. Thank you for having me. You know, it's a pleasure to have you on the show this evening, and I'm going to welcome Ron. Ron, how are you this evening? I'm fantastic, Fran. Excellent, excellent. So what I'm going to do, Ron, as I mentioned, will be doing the interview. However, I am going to read Tanji's bio. Tanji Zimmerman is a senior technology consultant focused on e-learning solutions. For many years, she served as the high school computer competition coordinator for BDPA Detroit chapter. Tanji has taken on a new challenge for 2014-2015, and she will be the program manager for the National BDPA Mobile Application Showcase. The BDPAI radio show welcomes Tanji Zimmerman. So welcome again. And, Ron, I'm going to turn the interview process over to you. Thank you, Fran, and thank you, Tanji, for joining us this evening. Um, Tanji, what I'd like to do is to open up first with uh, how did you first learn about BDPA? Well, that's a funny story. Uh, I was actually out um, at a event and I ran into a, a, a woman, and uh, we were we just started chit-chatting, and she told me about a adult competition that was coming up um, with BDPA. She asked me what I did for a living, and I told her. And she said, oh, well, why don't you join it? Why don't you participate? And I said, oh, okay, sure. And I thought about it for a little while. Uh, I, I did decide to, to participate um, in the event, and it was actually for BDPA International Conference that was in Detroit in 2005. Um, I, I, so I joined the the competition. It was an adult version of HSCC. Um, I actually did win it, and then I was approached by a couple people that are were part of the chapter at the time, and they asked me would I be interested in teaching high school students Java development, which is what um, my main uh, programming language is now. So that's how I got involved. Okay, great. 
So and then you so so we 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 have a winner this evening. So you won the competition. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, great. And one of the things we like to do with with our our guests and and some of our members is to discuss and talk about um, what it is that you do. You're a senior technology consultant um, focused mm-hmm. on e-learning solutions. So tell us mm-hmm. about that. What is e-learning solutions? Well, it's a it's a myriad of a lot of things. I work for Pearson Incorporated, and so Pearson has is probably best known for high, college textbooks and being in the printing business. And they have also just gotten into the e-learning space. The company that uh, I work for up under the Pearson umbrella is called Aquella, and Aquella is a content digital content management repository, and that. To some people, it might sound like just a, a oversized database, which it, it is in a way, but it also has a lot of features uh, that a lot of colleges and now K-12 through systems find very desirable for um, a lot of different uses. Some use it for as a, just a, um, a tie-in to their learning management system, such as a Blackboard or a Moodle uh, or learning, excuse me, learning studio. Or some will use it as standalone, and they'll customize it uh, to however they would like to use it. One client uses it as a um, an item bank, an assessment item bank, and they create uh, assessment tests from the the information that they store inside of Aquila. So, e-learning uh, encompasses all those things. Okay. Uh, th- some of the projects that you've worked on in, in e-learning, um, you mentioned Pearson and Aquala. Um, how how do you apply that within what you do with CDPA? Well, the the basis of my job and my career has been a computer programmer. So mm-hmm. the one the one programming language that I've mostly used is Java development. Is in Java. I've I've done other other ones, but that's the the main one. So, in my job, I do program as well as other things. So I've been doing programming since '97. So, as far as the career is concerned, so mm-hmm. I use that to, and I teach the students basically how I would do my job when it comes to development. And that's that's what I bring to the that's what I bring to HSC I would bring to HSCC um, from my knowledge at work. How how has that influenced your leadership commitment to BDPA? Your role as the HSCC coordinator. Okay. Uh, well, I started as a a trainer, as I mentioned before, when I was uh, approached by a couple of the chapter members after that competition. And then a few years of that, and then I went into the – I was asked to be the coordinator, but I was also still a trainer. <laughs> so one thing – so I've seen both perspectives, you know, as far as working with the kids directly to some coordinators. They work with the students, but they don't necessarily do a day-to-day, a week-to-week, every-week uh, interaction with the students. So mm-hmm. one thing that I noticed and that I felt um, that the students, once they got – 
to a certain point in the program, they were repeating the same things over and over again, which is fine because you do need to repeat when it comes to development. But I kind of thought maybe they need something a little more challenging, and also they needed a they needed another way to bridge between high school and adult because right now there's HSCC and there's IT Showcase. And IT Showcase mm-hmm. is mostly fo- is focused on high school and college, and HSCC obviously is high school. So I felt like the students going from high school into college really didn't have a whole lot of things that they could do outside of research. And some of them may want to stay in programming or do something more technical. So that that's kind of where I um, started to feel and started to pursue the idea of another avenue for the students. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, find, I find your role as a, as a trainer, um, teacher, leader, is it becomes very influential um, for the youth. Um, mm-hmm. Are there some a success story, just briefly, with um, some of the um, students that you may have worked with over the past few years? Sure, I have had a couple students. I have a student that he's uh, he's attending Harvard. Um, I, I have a student. Okay. That same student was a part of the three three years in a row, and they placed in the top five, and they won. I don't know, somewhere of between maybe six to ten thousand um, dollars in scholarship money. And I had another student who had a great. He, he had an internship with Google a few years ago, and he actually emailed me and said, "You know, thanks for showing me how to do this because that opened up a whole other, uh, a whole other path for him that he didn't really even think about." Oh, great. And, and mm-hmm. one of the things that you add to that that a lot of um, students um, can take part in when they when they participate in uh, activities with BDPA is that uh, preparing them for that scholarship challenge round um, and you mm-hmm. using that information in their in their essays and in, in their applications is very helpful for winning that. And you mm-hmm. just mentioned that some of the students have done done just that. Mm-hmm. When we look at your roles and your responsibilities as a program manager uh, for the National BDPA Mobile Application Showcase, um, can you elaborate a little bit more on, on what those are? Well, as the coordinator or, or manager of this program, uh, my job is to make sure that it goes off successfully, obviously, and that we have the right people in place in order to uh, work with the students, that we have the right technologies, we have everything that we need in order to for the program to progress throughout the, you know, in 2015, prepare the, the students who are going to participate uh, to get them ready to create their mobile application, whether that be Android or or for iPhone, and to also make sure that they're getting their questions answered, to make sure that they are getting those that are going to attend the conference, get there on get there correct get there on time and get there when they're supposed to, and everything's in place. And 
just basically really just making sure that everything runs smoothly, working with the uh, board members that, I, that I'm in touch with and that are over our program and to make sure that everything is, is working correctly and running smoothly. Who are some of the stakeholders that uh, work with you in putting together the uh, mobile application showcase? Well, one big one is State Farm. State Farm was a sponsor last year, and they, they've also committed to doing that again this year for the scholarship money. So that's great. We're excited about that. Uh, they're they're great to work with, and we're excited that they they want to continue to support this program. We have uh, we have some trainers that we worked with last year uh, for the pilot, excuse me, and we'll be rec- recruiting new ones. And we have um, the VP of Member Services, who is uh, Marquita Payne. She she was working closely closely with me as well to kick off 2015 uh, mobile app showcase. Okay. And, 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 and looking into 2015, uh, what are the, the dates in which the uh, application showcase will be taking place as well as the high school competition? Are you referring to at the conference itself or the actual training period? Uh, the training period. We have not quite decided that yet. We haven't nailed that down yet. Uh, we'll have we have a planning session coming up in the next few weeks. So uh, most likely it'll be somewhere around March, I would think. Uh, but we don't have the exact dates pinned down just yet. And we'll definitely make sure to update the 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 website with that. <laughs> okay. And the competition takes place during the uh, national conference. Well, the way the mobile app showcase works is that the students will have time to work on their application prior to the conference. So they don't mm-hmm. do their they don't create their applications at the conference. They do everything prior to the conference, and then they'll have their presentations at the conference where they'll get the judging and everything, and then. From, from at that point is where they, you know, the winner and all that type of stuff is, is determined. But they do their work prior to the conference. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And 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 that and and you said involves. You mentioned a couple of platforms with regards to working with either Android or iPhone, and and they decide on which platform to work with. Or as a trainer, you actually present that to them. We will let the students uh, pick which ones they would like to work with. Now, there will be prerequisites for those. So if they don't meet those prerequisites and we can't get them to a point where they can actually get uh, really useful information and be able to uh, create their application successfully, then, you know, we'll have to figure something out. But the we would like to, to have the students um, – we would obviously we'd like to have a, a even amount between the two platforms, but we would also want to make sure that the students can be successful in whichever platform that they pick. So we want to make sure um, during the selection process that you know if a student says, "Oh, I want to do iOS," but they have very little experience 
in that type of development, but they maybe have a little more in the Android side. We may, you know, maybe you should try Android this year, um, you know, if if they want to. You know, we're not going to force anyone to do anything. We just want to make sure that the students are successful in whatever they do. So we don't want to put this, any student in a position where they're, they, they're doing something that they really aren't able to really grasp in the amount of time that they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, how rewarding has this been for you? I know, I know you mentioned coming from board initially in the, in the, on the competition side and was asked to work uh, within the current role. How rewarding mm-hmm. has it been for you? This is a this is a, a new challenge for me because I am I am definitely used to going to class every week, teaching the students, you know, what I know, and you know, like the back of my hand type of thing. And this is not something that I know instinctively. But mm-hmm. it is something that I feel being a part of HSCC, being the coordinator has helped prepare me for. So I do find that any challenge that I am presented with that I can put my best foot forward. I have great people supporting me. So I'm looking forward to bringing this tech to BDPA. I really want it to flourish because I think it's a great platform, a great, a great way to, like I said, pull in more students from the college, um, the college A students, and also widen our net as far as exposure because mobile applications are very much the norm these days. These this is not something that is going away and the more that we expose our, our kids to this, the better we'll be. Okay, great. And and, and, and as you, you mentioned, we look you know, to work a lot with students um both in high school as well as college. Um Tanti, can you share with how can our listeners best support the students involved in the twenty fifteen national BDPA Mobile Application Showcase. Well, as I mentioned before, we're definitely going to be recruiting for students, but also we were going to be recruiting for trainers. So if there's anyone that is interested in, in training or working with the students in Android or iOS, we welcome you to to send us um to send me an email to, to let us know that you're interested because we definitely want to talk to you. Uh Anyone that has a student that they know that will be very interested in being a part of this, let them know about it. Let them know that it's coming up. Mm-hmm. Let them know that it's going to be on the website, uh, the BDPA website, and you know encourage them to participate because it's a great it's a great showcase. The students uh, last year won of upward of what nineteen thousand dollars. In scholarship money, Great. so they had some really sizable scholarships for this, and it was really like it blew my mind the amounts. I was so I was like I'm so jealous. I wish I was still in college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, they uh, so definitely just uh, like I said, the adult support as far as being a part of the program, even if you don't know how to program, if that's not your thing and you just want to be a part of it, we have, we'll find a place for you. So that that to me would be the the best support that we could get. 
Okay, great. Uh, Tanja, you were fantastic in sharing a, a lot of information for our listeners. And we would like to share with the listeners to uh, go to the uh, website and take a and, 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 and sign up. Uh, we're looking forward to people to participate as trainers. Um, and Tanji, can you share your contact information? Yes. How would, uh, mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> now we're saying uh, to to your email address and how could. Um, um, uh, professionals as well as students uh, that have an interest to uh, um, participate uh, to get in touch to uh, to sign on. Okay. So, as we know, the website is bdpa.org, and then there is a section, I believe, under program student programs for mobile app. There's you can also send an email to mobile apps with an S at bdpa.com. That's M O B. I L E A P P S at B D P A dot org. I'm sorry, not com dot org. <laughs> my, my apologies. B D P A dot org. Yep. Tanji, I'd like to thank you again uh, for sharing your information and sharing your time this evening with us. And thank we look you. forward to working with you going forward. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, Ron, thank you very much for this. Really, was a wonderful interview. A lot of great questions and a lot of great information. And uh, Ron, I'm going to ask you: How do you feel after your first uh, interview as a co-host on BDPA iRadio? Well, really good. It's it's the learning. I, I learn just as much as I, I'm sure the listeners learn. And and, and and those things that the uh, uh, that our guests share uh, with our audience, um, and it actually brought back a couple of things for for for, for myself. Uh, some years ago, my son participated in a high school competition in Washington D.C. Um, at a Philadelphia chapter, um, and uh, and uh, last summer, my daughter participated in a local competition for a mobile app. Um, in the Philadelphia market. Um, it was, I already it wasn't you to say something to your mom, and that's it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and, and my daughter participated in, in a uh, mobile app competition in the, in the local market in Philadelphia, and through Tanchi's conversation, it helped me understand that a lot better, just what the expectations are and then what the, what the, what the students actually were involved with in putting together their team to uh, create this uh, mobile app. Um, in a competition type of environment. It really is very, very powerful. So again, Ron, I want to thank you for debuting as a co-host on BDPAI Radio. And what we're now going to do is bring our executive director, Wayne Hicks, on the line. And Wayne is going to give us an update from the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. Wayne, how are you this evening? I am outstanding, friend. It's great to hear both of you on the line. This is, uh, it's, it's fun to watch the show grow and evolve. That's right. And in fact, uh, waiting in the wings is Timothy Butts, and he will be our co-host for the second Tuesday of every month. And when we conclude the interview with um, you will. I'll, I'll probably bring him on um, just to let uh, him and Ron ask you a few questions. 
So, Wayne, um, it's been a while since you've been on the show, and I know that there are always updates day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month from um, BETF. So what's happening? What news do you have to share with us this evening? You know, it's an exciting time to to be the executive director for the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, an opportunity to, to give out scholarships, an opportunity to raise money to fund future scholarships, and, and most important, an opportunity to, to help fund the programs and services that are taking place not just at our annual conference, but within the 46 chapters all over the country. So one thing that we're very proud to announce um, today that was literally just announced, um, uh, we just learned about it on, on Friday, and so you're hearing about it uh, right off of the bat, is the winners of our Monsanto Scholarship for BDPA students. Uh, these are $2,500 college scholarships, and our four winners this year are Alex Marcellus, who is a member of the Cincinnati chapter, attending Purdue University. This is the second year in a row that Alex has been a winner of the Monsanto Scholarship. We also have Daly Hobson, who is a member of the St. Louis chapter, and she is attending the University of Missouri. We have a former HSCC alumni from Chicago, Mr. Malcolm Range. Malcolm is currently attending the University of Illinois. And another HSCC alumni, Prithia Seeker, who is just uh, graduated from high school this past uh, summer. Uh, she is a member of our Southern Minnesota chapter, and she is currently attending Carleton College in Minnesota. And so those four remarkable young people will be receiving some support in the, in the, the manner of dollar bills, to support their, uh, you know, their books and their, their other studies at those, at those various uh, colleges and universities. Very, very happy about that. Also have some other news to report. Uh, we received in the mail uh, within the last week a $5,000 contribution from the Creating IT Futures Foundation. Creating IT Futures Foundation is a is a subsidiary, if you will, of CompTIA. Uh, CompTIA is well known in the information technology industry as the folks that give out certifications in a variety of areas that include um, A plus and, and, and other uh, uh, IT certifications. They've given us $5,000 to use towards our scholarships and programs, and we're just very pleased that they have found us worthy of making that donation. This is actually the third year in a row that we have received a, a substantial contribution from the Creating IT Futures Foundation. We also received, we haven't received the check, but we received the written notification that the check is the proverbial in the mail from the GE Foundation. GE Foundation is providing us with $20,000, and that $20,000 donation to the BDPA Foundation will support the programs and services in our Cincinnati chapter. So we're very, very excited to um, head to the mailbox each day to look for that $20,000 check. And I think the last, uh, one, last announcement I'll make in terms of, of activity that, 
that we have been involved with in the foundation, um, looking backwards, if you will, is, has to do with our Indianapolis chapter. Um, Fran, you may recall that the, the National Association hosted its annual conference in Indianapolis in August of this year. Coming out of that conference, a number of the executives um, in, their, in their corporate community, along with a number of the um, uh, other, other leaders, civic leaders in the Indianapolis area and the BDPA Indianapolis chapter, decided that they wanted to do something that would last year-round in terms of uplifting and upgrading the STEM education for disadvantaged youth, primarily youth of color, in Indianapolis. And so uh, they held and, and BETF moderated a, a community forum uh, a few weeks back on the creation of what they are calling their HSCC Accelerator Program, where they are going to provide STEM training to a large number of high school students and, and provide stipends for those kids to come to the Saturday computer camps where they are being taught by IT professionals on a variety of uh, both web development and mobile applications and other development tools that will really give them a heads up on, on being marketable for their future and helping them to win the future in terms of uh, workforce development. So we're very excited by that development as well. Those are all fantastic accomplishments. Um, Monsanto certainly has been a longtime supporter of BDPA and um, the additional foundation grants um, are wonderful. And it's really uh, exciting that as a result of the conference, um, an entire community is willing to look at uh, making a sustainable impact. So that's that's great, Wayne. Um, I, I need you to be on the show more often and giving us the updates. So scholarships are one portion of um, the outreach that you do. Um, what are some of the developments from a technology side that are happening um, inside and around the foundation? Well, we're going to join with a, a number of other charities and foundations across the country on December the 2nd, uh, Tuesday, December the 2nd, for what is commonly known as hashtag Giving Tuesday. And so you being a, a, uh, <laughs> a sister who loves to shop are fully aware of the, of the day after Thanksgiving, that Friday after Thanksgiving is, is kind of well-known as, quote-unquote, Black Friday. And that's where everybody does all the shopping on, on that Friday in preparation for the, the Christmas holiday season. And then on, on, on Monday, it's known as Cyber Monday. And that's where everybody does online shopping um, after Thanksgiving to support what's going on in terms of uh, holiday shopping. And what we've done is, is BDPA Foundation is joining with others in Giving Tuesday. And we are going to encourage our members, our supporters, the listeners to this show to make a donation to BDPA through its foundation on that Tuesday as part of Giving Tuesday, December the 2nd. We're very excited about that, and we'll be announcing more on that both on this show and, and on our uh, various social networking platforms. Um, just a really, really nice thing that's going on. Okay, well, and we will have a show on uh, – no, let's see, that's the first Tuesday of the month. So we can certainly promote that 
um, ahead of time. Excellent. Okay, the, and we can, yep, we can yep. join you. Mm-hmm. Okay, two, good. Yep, there are two shows, two shows in November that we are counting on publicizing Giving Tuesday, December the 2nd, uh, 2014. We're excited by that. And then, Wayne, I know that um, you had identified that there are a series of chapter-building workshops that are not being held at a particular location, but instead are leveraging technology. Tell us a little bit more about that and how the foundation is involved in those chapter-building workshops. Well, we're very excited by that. We, we have just completed week two of, of this uh, chapter-building workshop series. It takes place every Tuesday uh, from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. It's a one-hour online seminar that focuses on different aspects of, of growing and, and truly being successful uh, as a local uh, BDPA chapter. So we're talking to current and future BDPA leaders. Um, we spent some time on this week's seminar talking about strategic planning, talking about the organizational composition, what makes up a BDPA organization. We'll talk in future sessions on things such as membership, uh, uh, tips and techniques for recruiting and retaining membership. We'll talk about program meetings and what it is to be successful there. We'll talk about marketing BDPA in terms of um, social media and press releases. We'll talk about budgeting and accounting and officer transition. We have a whole series of these seminars that we are holding. We usually have these at the annual conference. So usually it only happens once a year face-to-face at the conference. And what we're doing this year is taking advantage of Google+. And we have created a BDPA Google Plus community, and within that community, they have an online webinar, if you will, a podcast type of a system that they call Google Hangouts. And so there is a weekly Google Hangout for these chapter-building sessions, and the feedback from the first two of these seminars has been outstanding. And so we will continue to build upon that, and the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation is, is hosting that process, and we'll continue to Host those and hold, hold those each and every week um, from this month, the month of October, and we'll keep doing these uh, through the the uh, Black History Month through February, and then we'll kind of we'll kind of uh, assess um, what we're going to do next. If we're going to repeat the same seminar series, or if we're going to go for something different. But we really like the idea of using the technology of Google Plus Hangouts to talk with one another, to bring people together in a um, you know, a face-to-face kind of a session, but online with, you know, using our webcams and our, and our technology to really make this sharing of information possible. So, Wayne, there may be some listeners that aren't familiar with Google+, and one of the first questions that might come up is, why not a teleconference, or what are the advantages of Google+, over a teleconference, and you know, reading email. Well, so the, the major advantage is that it's it's a it's a video conference in effect. It gives you the the ability to in effect have a video conference as opposed to a teleconference, which means you're using more of your senses. So 
So instead of just the audio, you now have also the visual. So we're able to actually stream across the, 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 the visual of the presentation. We're able to scream across and do examples that, that we can do if you're face-to-face -face in a workshop, but that you really can't do if you're on a conference call. So we're able to do that through Google Plus um, Hangouts. We're able to have online chats that are taking place while the speaker is presenting. The, the participants can be chatting. They could be asking questions. They could be just supporting one another while they um, you know, have a part of that process. So that was the reason that we, that we chose it. Um, anybody can find us. You can just do an Internet search for BDPA Google Community, and your, the, the first link that you'll see will be our BDPA Google Plus community. Um, we're just very excited by, by, the, by the process so far. And, and, of course, everything is built on content, and we're very excited by the content as well. Now, what if someone is not able to make that 7 to 8 p.m. commitment every Tuesday? Um, is there a way for them to access that information? The, um, so, so two things. One is there's not an expectation that you make every one of the, the um, seminars that are part of the series because you may not need it. So it might be that the topic that's being focused on on a particular week is a topic that you already feel comfortable with. Not, there's not an expectation that you participate if you don't feel that, that the session is going to provide you with, with additional added value, if you will. So I, I'll say that up front. Um, if you're not able to make it but you still want to see what was covered, um, that information is available in our archives on the Google Plus Hangouts. We actually provide links to where folks can get that from the website in terms of the PowerPoint presentations. Um, if you go to bdpa.org um, into their document repository, you'll see these, the, these uh, chapter building workshop um, handout packages that are included there as well. Well, that's, that is really terrific. Now, is there a limit to the number of people that can participate in a Google Hangout? We haven't hit it yet. So I think that the way it works is there's a limit to the number of people that can, that can use the, um, uh, the, the microphone, that can see one another. There's some type, there may be some type of a limit there. But it's pretty much unlimited. It's just limited by the bandwidth, I guess, in terms of the number of participants. The, the audience that we are seeking are current BDPA officers or future BDPA officers. And so within each of the 46 chapters, um, that means there's anywhere from 6 to 10 potential people that's a target audience. That's the audience that we're, that we're talking to. And we're really breaking this stuff down to some detail. We're putting it in writing. Those handout packages provide you know, written documentation on every aspect of running successful chapters. Um, and so we're really excited by the idea of not having to do this just once a year at the conference, but being able to make this thing happen kind of year-round. And as I say, over time in February, we'll assess the success of the product and the process, and we'll make whatever adjustments we need to make from there. Well, Wayne, um, I really appreciate you giving us the update in terms of the scholarship, um, in terms of uh, hashtag Giving Tuesday, December 2nd, and filling us in on the weekly chapter building workshop series. Because we have um, Timothy Butts on the line, who will be a co-host for the second Tuesday of the month, I'd like to 
open up the microphone and give him an opportunity to ask you a question. And then I'll open up the microphone and Tanji is still on the line. Give her an opportunity to ask you a question. And then finally, Ron. And then we'll close out um, our show. So I'm going to open up the mic for Timothy. Tim, are you there? I'm here. Excellent, excellent. So our one and only Executive Director, Wayne Hicks, is on the line. And uh, just would like to give you the mic for a moment uh, to ask Wayne a question and uh, interact with him. Absolutely. Good evening, Wayne. How are you? Outstanding. Thank you, Timothy. Tremendous. So I was privy to be a member of the um, Google Plus session this week and last, and I think that the perspective and guidance that this session is providing to BDPA is tremendous. My question is one of historical perspective, and from what angle or foundation do you feel we will most quickly and tangibly benefit from what you're providing to us using this platform and this venue? My my hope is that, again, before we were only able to do these chapter-building workshops once a year at our annual conference, and there's 46 chapters, and often the leadership teams from those chapters were not able to be in attendance, or they weren't able to come for that particular session. So my hope is that we will get the ability to interact with chapter presidents, with chapter vice presidents, with chapter um, board of director members that that ha- are enthusiastic about BDPA, but they just don't know exactly what to do. How how do you double the size of your chapter? How do you grow the number of corporate sponsors? How do you get young people engaged in your Saturday computer camps? How do you get young people engaged in the mobile application showcase? We're going to get into each of those things. And it's not just a, a um, motivational speech. It's a tactical, here are the steps you need to take in order to grow in those, in those you know, various areas. So the main thing that we're hoping to bring that's new and different by doing these weekly Google Plus Hangouts for the Chapter Building Workshop Seminar Series is that we're just going to get the ability to access and talk to a lot of folks that may not otherwise have had that opportunity, particularly not just the chapter president, but the other members of their chapter, and quite frankly, future chapter leaders, those people that are planning to run to be a chapter president. They get a chance to really learn some of the, 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 you know, the nuts and bolts of the organization uh, before they actually step into positions of leadership. That's tremendous. I definitely echo the sentiment that you're sharing with the audience, Wayne. I think that the uh, full benefit of being able to have the uh, face recognition of the people speaking via this wonderful technology, as well as just being able to just to light a fire and keep it kindled and not just have it one time a year is a tremendous benefit. So thanks so much. It's a great benefit for all of us. Thank you, Tim, for asking your question. And now I'm going to open up the line and Tanji. Um, Welcome back. Uh, Thank you again for being our first guest this evening. 
And so the line is open for you to ask a question of Wayne Hicks. Thanks so much, friend. Hi, Wayne. How are you? I am outstanding, Tansi. Great. Uh, so the question I have is, what do you think is the biggest challenge that chapters face other than maybe money uh, today as far as just, just in the organization itself? What is the biggest challenge chapters have? What What I always say to myself is that everything in BDPA rises and falls on leadership. And so the biggest challenge that we have with our 46 chapters, the biggest challenge we have with our four regions, the biggest challenge we have at the national level, heck, the biggest challenge that I have with the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation is leadership. Do we have the right people? Do we have enough people? Do we have folks that are really truly living and breathing what they have volunteered to do in those leadership positions? When we do, then we see remarkable things. We see tremendous growth in the chapters. We see tremendous impact in the community. We see tremendous revenue flowing in from corporate sales and from grants. And when we don't, we see ghost towns. We see chapters that exist in name only. We see, we see chapters that are unable to garner donations and are unable to garner contributions and, and, and just, they're just, everything rises and falls on leadership. If you have good leaders, you have remarkable, remarkable things that BDP can accomplish. And if we have leaders that, that um, fall below the mark, then we suffer. And so when you ask me what's the biggest challenge, Tanji, I would say that that is the biggest challenge that BDPA has. Quite frankly, that's a gigantic challenge for any volunteer nonprofit organization. Um, I just happen to be in BDPA, and so I see it in our organization as well as I've seen it in others. Great. I totally agree. We just need more people. Thank you, Tanji. Very I'm, so, I'm sorry, Fran. We just need more people. I mean, Tanji, she gave her story early, but um, Tanji was an individual who came to a conference and competed. We, had, we used to have a, an adult competition, actually an adult programming competition for systems development, and, and Tanji competed in that one when we did it in Detroit, and she won that, and she got excited about BDPA, and she came back, and she began to work with young people. Um, in that area for the past decade. And so the young people that she trained in Detroit, they have won thousands of dollars in terms of college scholarship money, and they have really learned a lot of things, have gone on to do some remarkable things. And now she's taking her talents to the national level with this mobile application showcase. You know, we need a lot of folks like Tanji to, to engage in all kinds of different areas, from the technical areas, as she's been doing, to the leadership areas, to becoming actually officers and and um, and actually doing things to to lead local and regional and national organizations. So, Tanji is a beautiful person. If we could get we could clone her, um, life would be really good. That's so nice. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Um, so, Ron, I'm going to turn your mic on and give you an opportunity to ask uh, Wayne a question. So, you are now live. Okay, Wayne. Wayne I, I I love your energy, Wayne. It just it it it, it excites me 
to uh, look at even more ways I can uh, contribute and be a part of uh, growing BDPA. And in saying that, I have a recruitment background, so I'm going to hone in on, and, and, and you're giving us uh, two tips around membership. And I look at membership as a recruitment tool as well in building our chapters and organizations. Um, what would be two tips, one or two tips that you could share uh, with the audience with regards to uh, growing uh, membership or growing a chapter through membership? So my first tip is if you really want to grow a chapter, it means that you are doing two things. You are recruiting new members and you're retaining your current members. And you have a goal to grow the chapter. I am a member of the Cincinnati chapter. And on December 31st of 2013, or January when we first started, the, the year we're in, the Cincinnati chapter had 86 members that were financially current. Very, you know, decent number, they were a happy crew, but they had a goal. And the goal in that chapter was to grow the chapter to have 200 members by the end of the year. And in BDPA at the time, there's no other chapter all but one that has 200 members. And so it was a bodacious goal. It was a big goal. And to get 200 members, not only do you have to retain the current members, but then you have to go off and recruit a lot of new members. And so now I speak to you, and we are, we are in October of, of the year. We're 10 months into the year, and the chapter has moved from 86 members who has of right now 191 members. So we are well on our Whoa. way to hitting that 200 wow. target. Excellent. We're well on our way to hitting that. <laughs> and, and I say that to say that I'm not just talking now, you know, to answer your question about some tips. It's not, it's not just air. It's not just, you know, it's not just talking for the sake of talking. You know, we are demonstrating in this chapter how to do it. And so one way to do it is, is to have the goal. Most, many chapters, many individuals, you ask them what their goal is, and they could not tell you. They don't have a goal. They just are happy to still be existing. You know, our goal was specific. We want 200 members. Once you have the goal, then you have to do things. You have to, and so I would say the second step, is you have to consciously be providing value to the member, right? Our members pay $100 each to join the organization. And so we have to constantly, as a chapter, as BDK leaders, answer the question of what do you get for the $100? And so you, it, it's different in different chapters, but you've got to be able to answer that question, what do they get for the $100? Because a member may give you $100 one year just out of the sheer, like you kind of said, the enthusiasm of the moment, but they're not going to renew that membership unless they feel they've gotten value for that investment, value for that for that. And so are we providing them with education? Are we providing them with networking? Are we providing them with access to career opportunities that they might not otherwise have? Are we providing them with, if they're entrepreneurs or business owners, are we providing them with, with contact? If they're students, are we providing them with training? Are we providing them with college scholarships, with internships? I mean, the list is wide of the things that a chapter or that BDPA can provide. And so what we have to do in a, very, in a very conscious manner is ask ourselves and be very critical of ourselves and be very critical in our assessment of ourselves about are we delivering that value proposition to an individual member. 
Oh, excellent. Tips, two excellent tips. Um, and and I, I decided to ask those questions because you shared and gave us a, a little bit of a window with regards to what's going to be happening weekly uh, with the Google Plus Hangout um, 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 chapter building up, uh, 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 discussions and workshops. And to sharing those uh, tactical approaches and, 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 and as tips, it's helpful for, for actually wetting that palate of, of listeners to say, hey, you know, just, you know, strategically looking at um, membership to, to how do you bring on the new, new members, and as, as well as important as retaining the ones that you have and consciously um, uh, adding value. And that's, that's one of the things I look at a lot in, in the organizations that, that the volunteer organizations that I'm, that I'm a member of is, is, is how do I contain, uh, obtain value with what's the value that's added for, for, for my participation and then what to give back as well. Um, so, so, again, thank you for those tips, Wayne. It's not a problem. And, I, and I'll be quite frank, you know, and, and I, I'm introduced and I am the executive director for the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, you know, kind of the 501c3, the, the uh, charitable arm of BDPA. And so I want to have successful, growing, dynamic chapters because it means I have more people that will give back, more people that will donate to BDPA. So a lot of you know, what I, what I'm, the reason I get engaged in things like the chapter building workshop series is, is to try to, to do that, to build a base that will be a giving base. It will be folks that will go back in their United Way campaigns at their corporation or go back in their employee giving campaigns or go back and help us with volunteer grants that will go back and eventually make legacy gifts that will say, you know what, BDPA has been of such value to me in my career and in my life and in raising and in helping to provide opportunities for my children and for my community that I'm going to actually put them in my will. I mean, so, so I, I will tell you that it's a, it's a strategic decision that I've made to try to help grow BDPA because I know that will help grow our foundation. Oh, great. Yeah, well, I mean, Wayne, I just, oh, go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. I'm just saying again, the energy there, the 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 the, um, the overview, um, the, the the strategic uh, dis, um, discussion that you share with us is really helpful for others to be able to say, "Hey, this is what I could take and 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 and, and run with." Um, I call it immediate application. Um, it's, it's, it's not just painting a picture. It's actually saying, here's the steps that's involved, and this is how you can actually do them uh, with success. So, again, Wayne, I just, just really feel the energy, and, and, and thank you for, for the role and role that you've played, uh, played currently and played over the years in, in, in helping to grow BDPA. Not a problem. So what I would like to do now is, again, thank uh, Tonji Zimmerman, Mobile Application Showcase Program Manager for National BDPA. Um, she was our first guest this evening and shared with us her insight, a little bit about her background, and got us in position to get ready to support the students and the volunteers that are going to help make the Mobile Application Showcase phenomenal this year. And Wayne, I want to thank you again for being on the show um, and giving us some insight and some actual data around the scholarships 
um, the winners um, and the opportunities that exist within BDPA and the Education Technology Foundation. I'd like to also thank Timothy Butts for joining us on the show and being available and for Ron Story um, for his debut co-host. And I know that Everaldo has been helpful in the background to make sure that the show is produced. So for all of our listeners, the BDPAI radio show airs the second and the fourth Tuesday of every month from 8.30 to 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. We're really excited to have your input and your energy. Tell your friends and join us when we come back in November. And the second Tuesday will be November the 11th. And we look forward to your listenership and your support. And so I'm now going to close out the show, and we'll talk a little bit. We'll have an ad from one of our sponsors. What do Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and Mark Zuckerberg have in common? They all learned computer coding before high school. Funutation has taught more than 1,000 kids to code through their summer tech camps. Funutation uses their trademark team's approach so that kids can experience technology, engineering, arts, math, and sciences in a fun and non-threatening way. Tech camps run only during the summer, so register now at www.funutation.com or call 216-378-9035. Sorry, to keep the camps fun, no adults allowed. Funutation Academy, LLC. Making the world computer smarter. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology.